Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People Matter. Natalina Nasruddin, the founder and the host of the Rise Up View Workplace Solutions podcast. So honored to be here with you today. I'm very excited for our guest today because one of the things that we're hearing right now during COVID-19 from working professionals is how do I work from home if I'm a parent and a professional? How do I work from home and be effective and efficient when I have kids that are home that aren't always engaged while I'm working? So we're bringing to you an incredible episode. I'm going to be speaking with Dr. Mary Hemphill. Mary is the director of K-12 Computer Science and Technology Education for the entire state of North Carolina. Okay, so she knows her stuff when it comes to education and how to engage our students. And she's also the CEO and the founder of The Limitless Leader, as well as, and very happy to say this, she's also a trainer and a coach for Rise Up For You. She knows her stuff and she's able to bridge the gap between education and corporate leadership. And today we're really going to be diving into some of these strategies and these tips for working professionals that are at home that are also parenting. So how are we supporting our professionals that have to parent at the same time during COVID-19, during working remotely? And Dr. Mary Hempel is going to bring us four strategies today that you can share with your team members and your organization to help your team members become more efficient and productive during the day while engaging their kids. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Mary, we always like to start off the episode by letting the audience get to know our guests. So in your own words, tell us a little bit about yourself and all the great work that you're doing. Thank you so much, Ned. It's an honor, a pleasure to be here with you sharing some information. I am Mary Hemphill. I'm not only the founder of the Limitless Lady LLC and the Limitless Leader Program, but I'm also the state director for North Carolina's K-12 Computer Science and Tech Ed Initiative. So I work as a liaison for all of our 1.5 million children across the state, as well as creating leadership solutions for igniting leadership in the in people so that they can better serve their community, their company, and their personal career. Okay, so there, that's a lot of information. <laughs> so we, we actually have a lot to talk about. And I wanted to bring you on today because you have such a diverse background in education in regards to leadership. And right now the two worlds are merging, right? Because of everything that's happening with COVID-19, we're releasing leaders that have to manage their teams remotely. But part of the challenge is, is that a lot of team members are working at home with their kids. You know what I mean? And so one of the things that's kind of, it's going unspoken is how we're working parents and working professionals that are at home with kids. Is this sustainable? And how can they get their work done? How can they continue to work with their teams, manage teams, while their kids are at home and they're not always engaged, right? And so 
this is uh, one of the things that I really wanted to talk with you about. And for those of you that are new to the Rise Up For You community, Mary is actually one of our trainers for Rise Up For You. So she's a coach, a leadership trainer. Um, and as you can tell, our expertise in education and leadership is, is really pivotal to what's happening today. So I want to jump right in because we have a lot of community members. We have a lot of uh, leaders and organizations that are reaching out and saying, how can we make this work? And not all schools are on Zoom, you know, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. with the kids. You know, some of them are just sending information over to the parents and then the parents have to make it work. So I'm going to pass this over to you because I know that this was like a big project that you worked on for your state. And how can we implement this and pass this on to our team members and the community? Absolutely. And this is a global conversation. So what we have, particularly for those of us who are working at home, who have children at home, is we went from the traditional model of schooling, some virtual schools, but the whole entire country, as well as other people around the globe, went to being a homeschool being in this virtual learning environment where we were forced to say, okay, our home is not only our home, it's now our office. We have classrooms in the living room. We're using small parts of the garage. And if you have multiple children, you're trying to figure out connectivity, bandwidth, Wi-Fi. And so in the corporate climate, when you start thinking about the fact that you must maintain what's happening for you at work, your work responsibilities and your job tasks and duties, as well as keep your children engaged, also thinking about how this is impacting them socially and mentally, there are a couple things that you can do in order to increase the engagement of your children, but also help to maintain a healthy, balanced work schedule so that you can feel successful in both ends. One of the first things that I suggest for parents to do is not ignore the elephant in the room. A lot of the times on my team, what we talk about is we invite the pink elephant to dance. And that pink elephant is how your children are being impacted by COVID. So they went from the beginning of March to being around their friends, some of them having social schedules, being involved in sports activities. And now all of that social piece has gone away. The world is closed and there's not as many outlets for them to get out that energy, for them to really talk about what's happening in society and if they're connected to the internet, if they have social media, they're hearing a lot of things. And some of it is not always true. So I always invite parents, particularly when they find that there's been a huge shift in the household, huge shift in the family, and unlike the huge shift in the world, to really talk about COVID-19, the fear that's attached to it. There may be some frustration and to have an honest conversation. If that relationship is not there, what an amazing time to talk about how you're feeling about it. How has it impacted your work? And I think having an understanding of where students and where your children are really feeling some type of um, disconnect or feeling distracted or feeling frustrated about the school year they thought they were going to have versus the one that we're all living is going to help parents have a really good foundation for building engagement as we go back into and start to reopen the world. The second thing, and a lot of parents have asked us this question, is should I maintain a schedule? Children love structure. And if you think about it, they've gone from being able to understand that at this time I get up, I have my breakfast, maybe I catch the bus, maybe I'm driven to school, maybe I have sports activities or whatnot. 
creating a schedule at home helps to maintain that sense of what we can control. And we know that in the COVID-19 climate, there's not a whole lot that we've been able to control. But parents can really, really help their children lower that anxiety, decrease that sort of angst that they may may be feeling. Because if they have a structure, if they have a schedule, it lets them know what they can anticipate. Extending that structure into the day, and I mean everything from still getting up at a good time, having breakfast together as a family, having those conversations, and then saying, okay, you're going to report to this area of the house, or you're going to report here, and then making time to come back together and convene midday. It gives you that human point of contact. It also gives the children something to look forward to. That's also a time where I suggest that parents and students make lunch together. Let your children make a lunch schedule on Saturday or Sunday and post that on the refrigerator. And so then you're still engaging your children in something that they can have their hands in and they can have their mind in. And when you have hands in, minds in, you're going to increase engagement for your children altogether. And and this is a really interesting point that you make here because Right now, a lot of our clients, and we're doing a lot of sessions and webinars that have to do with time management for professionals, right? (laughs) And so we, as the working professional, don't have this a little bit of structure, right? Of course, there's some wiggle room, but if Mm -hmm. we don't have structure for ourselves and some time management and we don't know how to be productive, it's going to be really, really, really hard to pass that down to the kids. Absolutely. And and modeling is what this is all going to be about. So for parents who are modeling good time management, modeling responsibility, modeling how we communicate digitally, be rest assured the children are watching and they emulate those types of behaviors. I can't think of a better time for parents to really show, and I have some tips I'm going to share here in a second, about how they can show how to show up in a meeting, how to be professional, what is some of the vernacular that we're going to use because This is the new normal in terms of this interface between, there's a screen between you and me. How do I comport myself and what lessons can I pass on to my children? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. (laughs) So step one, remind us of step one. So step one, definitely invite the pink elephant to dance about COVID. What are the children feeling? What are their, what's their angst and what are their questions They have to have questions about this because we as adults have questions. 100%. Answer them and then always schedule time to follow up. Hey, you know, you told me this. What what are you feeling now? Has there been any conversation around this? That creates an open channel of support because, again, what we're starting to see at the state level and nationally is a rise in mental health. So you want to keep a real good thumb on where your children are at, how they're coping with this and how it's truly impacting them mentally. Absolutely. And then step two is providing that structure for yourself as well as your kids. So you can pass that down. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So after you have that, you've talked about things, you've got a good foundation, you created some structure, switch the backdrop as often as you can. Okay. So we want to get out of the monotony of just sitting in our bedrooms, sitting in our living rooms or wherever you've set your children up, switch the backdrop. I had a wonderful, wonderful um, example of a parent who emailed me and she actually created a fort for her two boys. Now they were elementary school age, but that this can be applied to teenagers as well. 
talk to your children about an area in the house that they would like to design just for them. Let them help with the design of the space. And then if you can, give them a budget. Now, parents, I'm not talking about HGTV makeover, okay? But <laughs> <laughs> the dollar store is amazing. You things you can <laughs> Right. But <laughs> give them an opportunity and say, hey, if you want this corner of the living room where you want to, you know, eat at the kitchen or work at the kitchen table, design that space. That gives them an area outside their bedroom where, again, we've already increased the time we're home. Let's utilize every part of the house and let them create a space that's going to be their learning space. If tech is a distraction, and again, that bedroom, if we've outfitted those bedrooms with iPods and Game Boys and TVs and all that, if tech is a distraction, use that as the reward for accomplishing all of their schoolwork in their specially designed place. Yeah. And that does work K-12. <laughs> yeah. No, and I love that because what we're really doing is giving an insight to educators and how they have to modify their classroom. You know, and I know that both you and I have been in the classroom and this is something that we really have to think about is how do we diversify our methods and how do we constantly engage with different approaches? And this is really what you're saying to parents is that we have to diversify the environment, right? Give them something different. Otherwise, it's going to be that same old, I'm going into the bedroom, laying on the bed, watching the Zoom. So I really love that. Absolutely. Yes. And, and again, Anytime parents can elevate students' voice, anytime you can give them a choice, and those are my two go-tos, choice and voice, then you're going to get a you're going to see an immediate increase in engagement because they want to be heard. And that's how you also cultivate and elevate their own leadership. Absolutely. So developing that space, switching that backdrop is huge. And this is one of my favorites encourage your children. And again, I know that parents are getting assignments, some more than others, some more help and support from teachers and others, but create an opportunity for your children to go on virtual field trips. I cannot tell you how many free virtual field trips there's available on Discovery Education, National Geographic, Scholastic has some amazing things. You can go from to the San Diego Zoo one day and be at the Great Wall of China in another day. This is why this is so important. When you plan family field trips and or assign your children the task of going on that virtual field trip, what an awesome opportunity to engage in conversation at lunch and dinner. Yes. The world is closed. So when the world is closed, inviting the world in in a safe way and in a way that you know what your children are seeing Again, even teenagers, because you can have conversations for career exploration when you think about the virtual field trips. And so if you just Google free virtual field trips, I promise a cornucopia of different links. <laughs> Again, talk to your children and say, hey, you know what? I cannot take you to Universal Studios or SeaWorld, but literally on the National Geographic and today.com, there are virtual field trips to all of those theme parks. It gives them something to look forward to. Plan a family field trip around that and ask your children, hey, I want you to go research. When the world opens up, it's safe and we can go out there again. How can you go explore and become a good digital researcher and a good um, conduit of that information? Bring it back to me and let's plan something together. I don't think there's any child that's going to say, no, mom, I don't want that. <laughs> so I think <laughs> no, that's you're totally right. And I, and like when you're speaking, I'm also thinking about like some of the seniors, right. That have really, I mean, they're going through their own challenges, but the fact that 
They didn't get to close out their high school year, their graduation, their prom, all these things that are what are important to them. You know what I mean? And so really supplementing it with some of these field trips that just give them a little bit more excitement is it's key right now for some of these individuals. Yeah. It's huge. And also the power of visualization. If you have virtual reality technology, that would be even more amazing. But for those that don't, that power of visualization gives them a vision of the future to come. It also immediately increases endorphins, which increase engagement. And also gives them something, a hope for the future, which right now everyone needs that. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Okay, so go through the four tips for us one more time. I always like to reiterate for because um, these are knowledge bombs, right? <laughs> know the <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> Absolutely. So don't ignore the pink elephant in the room. That's the first thing. Talk about COVID-19 as much as possible. Uh, give them an opportunity to tell you what they're feeling so that you can respond appropriately. Number two, create a schedule so that you can maintain structure. Give them an opportunity to let them know what they can anticipate because in a world where we can't control much, a schedule in our home is something that we can maintain. Absolutely. (laughs) Number three, switch up the backdrop. Give your students and children an opportunity to have discussions with you to pick a place in the house that they would like to outfit and design for learning. What an awesome opportunity to say, what is your quintessential learning environment look like? And then give them a small budget if you're able in order to be able to design that. And then fourth, virtual field trips either wrap it around some content that they may be learning, something that they've shared with you during the day or in conversation, or giving a vision for the future, let them plan a family trip or somewhere that they would like to go, as Netta mentioned, as a reward for their senior field trip, or even just making it through this season of um, quarantine. Yeah, I, I love that. I think that all of these are absolutely something that can be applied today. Do you know what I mean? Taking a little bit of time as a working parent to Mm -hmm. figure out what this looks like. You know, maybe you have fun with the days. On Monday, we do this. Tuesday, really, like you mentioned, really switching it up and diversifying the environment for them to learn. But I mean, I I really, you know, you mentioned it with your first tip, right? Is calling out the elephant in the room is no one's really talking about this component, right? We're talking about workplace, you know, environment and how to lead remotely, but we're forgetting this little tiny thing that's actually a big thing. Yeah, it's a huge thing, you know? It's And we have so many community members that say, I'm trying to work, you know, at home, but every couple of seconds, it's tug, tug, tug. Can I get a snack? Tug, tug, tug. Can you help me with Zoom? Tug. And so I think that this is something that, is not only needed right now, but this is gonna be the new normal, right? Even when we go back to getting out in the community and going back to working on site, many companies are gonna start to adjust to this remote working. And I think we really need to understand how do we make both work? How do we work as a professional, hit our objectives, manage a team, work with a team, while at the same time ensure that our kids are staying out of trouble at home, not doing anything they shouldn't, be engaged, still learning, and still being productive. So, I mean, there, that's a lot of work. It's a balance, and it's it's a very um, delicate balance, but it's one that can be done because if you can infuse those life skills, those soft skills in, into that conversation, soft skills, yeah. <laughs> then you're, you're creating amazing humans that are going to be so successful, and what an awesome opportunity to engage in relationships. 
And so when they see us doing it and being proactive, it gives them a hope for the future, which they desperately need right now. And then it also helps us impart something to our children that we, that we couldn't have learned otherwise. Absolutely. I love And I love that point of adaptability mm-hmm. is that we're teaching them these skills now because this is what they're going to need anyways in the future. I mean, we all need it as working professionals, right? It's these same things of how do I adapt? How do I create a schedule? How do I acknowledge what's happening while at the same time continue to move forward even with uncertainty? So it's really all of these soft skills. And I love that you mentioned that word because that's what we stand for, right? Not only in ourselves, but now really modeling it. Like you said, it's that modeling piece to cultivate it and re-engage our students so that they're successful. So such great information, so needed. So really honored to have you here, honored to have you on the team of Rise Up For You because it's just, it's very valuable information and knowledge. So I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview if you're ready for that. <laughs> you're like, oh no. It's <laughs> so I always like to ask, what's one thing that you would love to see in the workspace today that you just don't feel it is you know, happening that we, you'd love to enhance? We, we have to shift our vernacular. There are so many terms and coin phrases and cliches that we must eradicate. And I know eradicate's a strong word, but they're so antiquated. Nobody uses them anymore. Um, I was in a workshop in January when we were able to be around other humans without social distancing. And somebody used the term new collar, blue collar, and pink collar. And I'm thinking to myself, are we still in a space where we're using the old words that really promote a certain ideal about gender, about equity? We have to start calling them new collar jobs and stop saying that we're trying to graduate students for jobs that don't exist yet. Companies are literally existing. Startup tech companies, Fortune 500 companies are creating the new realities. So why are we not using the new vernacular? Um, thinking about conscious consumerism and giving our, our employees opportunities to say, you know what, where, where is the gap between the work life and the home life and the information you're taking in? And how am I a responsible conduit of what I'm asking my employees to be responsible for? Um, setting our employees up to be advocates and allies. That's not just for social movements. It's if you're an advocate of something that your company stands for, the mission becomes bigger than any person who is in that title. So we have to start changing the vernacular and the expectation around who we are as leaders, whether it's corporate or whether in your personal life, because how you use words really says a lot about how you lead and how you're going to impact the world. hundred percent. I mean, it's part of your personal brand, you know, and I know that we talk about this a lot is that, an individual is representing not only themselves, but also their company, right? Yeah. Whether they run their own company or they're working for a company. And so all of the all of these great golden nuggets that you just mentioned, they work hand in hand. And the vernacular is a piece that we don't think about. And it's part of how we show up. It's yes. part of how people receive us. It's a part of how people perceive us. And so this is all such important information that we always tend to put on the back burner, right? And these are part of those soft skills that we need to start cultivating and bring to the, bringing to the forefront. Mm-hmm. If you can change the world with one golden nugget, so we always like to say, if you can leave the world with one golden nugget, what would that be? I would have such an intense focus on employable skills, and it would not be the, do you know your math, your English, your language arts, your science, your social studies? It would be, 
Are you able to make eye contact? Are you able to speak in public and to communicate with confidence and clarity? And are you able to work in a team and communicate a vision to a team? Yeah. People are hiring based on employable skills. They are not asking you what your GRE or ACT, SAT, and those things are so important. However, being able to interact, to communicate, and to collaborate are going to take you further. And, and knowing how to do that in a room of investors or a room of startup tech engineers or a room of software developers or a room of single moms, whatever it is, you have to be able to work that space. And so if it was anything that I could do, I would literally make sure that employees and individuals were able to take those employable skills, augment them, and then I would truly start to see a shift when it comes to engagement and when it comes to just overall inspiration and motivation. You can do anything if you can step into a room and talk about it fervently, confidently, and bring people into the vision. Yeah. I mean, and and we're behind on this, you know, and, and I know you know this because you're with Rise Up For You and this is what we talk about. It's, you know, it doesn't matter how many certificates or degrees or education you have, and that is so important, right? To educated, past educators here that know the importance of that. But we also understand that if we don't have these employable skills, all that knowledge is not going to benefit anyone. It's just going to stay stagnant and it's going to sit there. And it's really the ability to communicate. It's really the ability to have those social and those people skills to stand confidently. That's going to be the key to success for not only the individual, but the company that the individual works for, right? And um, you're spot on. You're spot on with your golden nugget. I love that. And lastly, as you know, you know we're rise up for you. So, what comes to mind when you hear that phrase? Like, what's the first thing that when you hear rise up for you, you're like, ah, that's what I think about. I think about some of the experiences that I've had when I almost compromised on rising up for myself. And in those moments where I looked to my left and I looked to my right and I found myself as a limit leaderless leader. And what I mean by that is that either the person above me was not seeing my potential or the people around me weren't supporting my potential. If it hadn't been for that thing inside intrinsically that helped me rise up for me, I would not be in the rooms I'm in now to have the impact. It is not just enough to, to make it and to say, check, did it. If I didn't rise up for myself through the good, through the bad and the ugly, I would not be able to be in a space to help other people. And so when you're able to do that, and I understand that takes a lot of grit. A lot of work. And that that takes a lot of self-talk. <laughs> but sometimes you don't even know what you're going through but you're going through it so that somebody else can rise up for themselves. And so not only did that resonate when I met you and when I became a part of Rise Up For You, but I have been there. I have had to rise up for myself when nobody else was waking up in the morning and saying, let me rise up for Mary. Yeah. And that's bigger for me than anything. And that's why I keep doing it and keep showing up and keep making sure that, like you just said, that personal vocabulary is branding something bigger than who I ever thought I could be. Absolutely, and I love that. I mean, amazing, amazing, amazing. Mary, it's been such an honor to have you. How do we learn more about you? You know, obviously we're gonna have all of your information in your bio and your headshot with Rise Up For You, but specifically, can they reach out to you on LinkedIn? How do we, how do we learn more? 
Absolutely. So you can find me on LinkedIn as well as on Facebook and Instagram at The Limitless Lady. You can also go to my website, www.BeALimitlessLeader.com, and you will find tons of information, testimonials, information about workshops, and even strategy sessions. So I'm very excited to connect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have an amazing day. Thank you. Oh, what a great episode with Dr. Mary Hemphill. Thank you so much for joining us today. And do us a favor, share this episode with your team, your organization, and with anyone you know that can definitely use some support as a working parent. This is definitely an episode that we want to get out. We want to help support our community members and all of you around the world. Thank you again so much for joining. And just a reminder, if you haven't already, we have a free success startup kit that can apply to all working professionals and organizations like yourself. It's completely free, full of exercises, episodes, webinars, just for you to help you get to the next level of success. So text the word Rise Up Podcast, all one word, to the phone number 797979, and instantly you will get a link with the Rise Up For You Success Startup Kit to help you get to the next level of your professional and personal success. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.